This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Okay, Taylor, guys, we're doing a cold open here with something. Somebody, and I won't say who, Jeremy, has accused you of cheating. Who? Me? So before we start, yeah. So we before we start the show, I want to ask you a question. He, according to Jeremy, he claims that he thinks you just say whatever the clip zero is that you called it. Okay? So... Today, before we start the show, and I will be completely fair and honest, do you know what the clip zero is today? Um, is okay. I, can I say who I think it's from? Because I because I suddenly cannot remember the actual quote, but it is okay. okay. No, I do remember the quote. Is it from Darian? I'm not going to say. We'll hear it when we. Okay, I think I think it's Darian saying the, the, the less the lesser fat lady sings, or so, it's something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Here we go. Okay. Paul's Drag Race recap show for All Stars Season 8, Episode 4, title Screen Queens. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined as always by one vociferous co host, first from the podcast. Well, at first, he's the only co host today. From the podcast pod is my co pilot. Please say, Why are you fat, Albert? (laughs) (laughs) Damn it! (laughs) To Taylor. To Taylor, the latte boy, I was talking to Jeremy today and I was telling him, I said, you know, I think that that, that one is so obvious that you're going to get it. I and, J- and Jeremy agreed with me. We both thought you were going to win this week. No, I didn't. Um, but I like I like that one better than the one that I picked. I, I watched you, this when at you like, said that. I was like, oh, I watched this at like six in the morning, my time. So I was kind of just sort of watching for the bullet points. And at one point when Darian yeah. said that, I went, oh, that could be a good one. But. Yeah, there were a couple of good ones that I pulled. I knew I just wanted to play them because because people I think are curious. But here are some other options that I had. Oh, I was I'm gay. <laughs> there was that one, and I had this. Fuck! I thought we were the dream team, baby. This team is a nightmare. <laughs> so no, you picked the right the one. options. You picked the right yeah, one. Yeah, no, 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 no. That was those are those were for like I always have more than we actually use. Uh-huh. I, I always do because I'm always like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because you never know what's gonna happen. And so like I, like what if a person says like, well, look, you know what? We're gonna cover this today when we cover the mini challenge because I well that mini challenge that little pre maxi challenge thing. There was coverage on that too. We'll talk about that when we get there. I, I figured out my theory as to why that happened. Um. All right. Well, let's get right into it, Taylor. 
No, there's no need for foolish banter today. This week, the queens get fucked by balloons and for the maxi challenge, work in teams to create trailers for brand new television shows. In the end, Jimbo was named the top all-star of the week, while Alexis Michelle, Darian Lake, and James Mansfield were in the bottom. Later, the lip-sync assassin Chanel from, original season, from the original season, season one, came out to whoop Jimbo's ass in the lip-sync. As the winner, Chanel read the name the cast had chosen to go home, that name was Darian Lake. Taylor, we have two questions. Oh, you know this, but the audience doesn't. Yes. Format change. We're trying something new. I don't think we're going to do the two things like about the episode, one thing you didn't anymore. New thing, two questions. A, question number one, did the right person win the lip sync? And question number two, did the right person go home? What do you think? I am going to say that definitely the right person won the lip sync, though. Okay. It, there, there's there's an argument that could be made that neither one of them should have won the lip sync because it was not <laughs> yes. it was not good at all. I I, mm-hmm. I the, the idea that Jimbo could possibly win ten thousand dollars is in a lip sync is fleeting at this point. Um, and as far as the right person going home, I love Darian. I I really thought that I was really thinking that she she had what it took to go all the way. But it was her time at this point. Third, third time in four episodes that you're in the bottom. It's it's time for you to go. So what do you think? The right person won the lip sync. Here's the deal. And I'll say my Chanel comments now. And this actually has nothing to do with Chanel. I would say more often than not, more often than not, Taylor, when that scrim is going up, I have no, even after they show the person's face, I'm like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. More often than not. And, and they have to go like, oh, my God, it's uh, penetration. And I go, oh, my God. <laughs> I want a world where penetration comes back as a oh lipstick assassin. <laughs> they should bring back penetration. I would die if penetration came back as a lip sync assassin. No, Magnolia you know? Crawford. If they bring back Magnolia Crawford, that would be. Magnolia Crawford, I would love it. I would love the princess, mm-hmm. you know. I would, oh, you know, I'm not even joking. I would pay money for a Robbie Turner. <laughs> you know, I would, uh, I would pay for that. But anyway, um, so I, I was, I was actually a little, I like it when the older queens came out, but I did not recognize her no. at first. Um, did you pick up, since we're talking about the lip sync now, uh, did you pick up when Chanel said, God, it feels good to hear that. That that was a reference to season one. Something she said in season one. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did get that. Well, you, yeah, we all got that. Everyone gets that, right, Taylor? Because we are a big time RuPaul's Drag Race recap podcast. It would be silly if you or I did not pick up on that and somebody had to tell you that that's what the reference was. That would be ridiculous. It would be ridiculous. It would be, it would be disrespectful. Disrespectful. And in some ways, homophobic homophobic yes i would agree by the way why the fuck did this bitch hold the lipstick like like she was like a in like, in like a um an aspen soda commercial or she was just like <laughs> i noticed right? that too that she held it. like usually they kind of hold it with both hands and they kind of because it's almost like to make themselves look smaller or more petite and she was just like what like you know just put it as close no, as you know she what get it to the camera like a Mentos commercial. Yeah. Like a like holding it out full on Mentos. You know, want to hear something gross? So everyone, I'm holding uh, uh, an off-brand lip balm. DBA? Yeah. So I'm going to tell you about this. I went to Palm Springs Gay Pride, uh-huh. and they just handed this to me. Uh-huh. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? I, bitch, I only do 
the Burt's Bees. I don't. What am I gonna do? Just ram. I'm gonna put ram. And also, look, I'm in the generation of like they probably poison this, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I go. I'm not gonna use random. What are we gonna do with this random lip balm, right? I'm gonna tell you this is so gross. Everyone, I'm getting over a cold. I sneezed, runny nose, boogers all over the place so much. I went through more Kleenex boxes than a 13-year-old when his parents are gone. <laughs> like, I went through so many Kleenex boxes, right? But that means that, like, right here, like, right where my nose, or my yeah. mouth, that little, I don't know what it's called. That little, like, Cupid's bow kind of area. Raw. Yeah, it was raw. The Cupid's bow area was raw. And I, I went eventually to Target. I got some Vaseline. But before I did, I was like, oh, you know what? Because it was hurting. I'll use that random ass poison lip balm I got mm-hmm. from the Desert Business Association to on my nose. So that's what I did with it. Now I will throw it away. Okay. Because I'm watching him throw it away right now, ladies and gentlemen. I threw it away. Um, okay. So uh, you know the other thing too I was thinking, like, thank God actually Jimbo didn't win. You know why? Why? This Chanel would have stolen the money out of her purse. <laughs> Only seven thousand dollars of it though. Yeah, only $7,000 of it. If you guys don't remember, like, it was in the past year. I don't even know if it was before or after they filmed this. It was recently, right? Yeah, it was recent. Where Chanel was doing a show, which, by the way, I'm going to punch Chanel in the face if I was this woman. This woman, I don't know. if she, Maybe she took it too far. But this woman, Chanel does this bit in her show where she takes the woman's purse and goes through the purse. And the woman... And everyone, everyone is on film. Chanel goes to the purse, opens her wallet, takes some cash, and puts it in her boob. Now, where the difference is, the woman claims it was like a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. It was like I can't remember how much it was, but it was a lot of in the hundreds. Was it a thousand? No, it was like on hundreds, right? That was thousands. And Chanel claimed it was just like a dollar. Oh, it was thousands. Yeah, it's seven thousand. That's why I said the number. I thought it was seven thousand oh, dollars. It was a lot of money, and Chanel's like, "No, it just took a dollar." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Here's the deal." You don't take any money from anyone's wallet. Right. You None. You take zero dollars. You don't no dollars. Like she goes, I just took a dollar. Like you don't take to take any. You don't take a dollar from somebody. You don't take money and you don't lick people's feet. Th- those are rules of drag queens that <sighs> they're not supposed to do. Yeah. This Nina West. <laughs> are you talking, who you're talking about? Yes. Isn't that where Nina West used to do the thing where she used to like suck on somebody's toes on stage? Yeah, but the. The people didn't complain. The people just were grossed out by it, right? Oh, I thought there was something of where people were saying, like, she didn't have consent and it turned into a whole, like, I kind of remember that reading could be, that. That and, could be true. I just don't really remember. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, th- did the right person go home? Yes, the right person went home. But I feel icky about it. And we'll discuss it this episode in that I feel you could, I mean, we felt this the whole season, but you could really feel the thumb of the producers on the scale. Like this was Darian was a dead bitch walking the entire episode. Yeah. Like there was just like she was gone. There yeah. the, this this bit was always going to fail. They were always it, this was this was there was no choice in the matter. She was uh-huh. going home and you can and they used to be more insidious about it but now they just they're just they just do it right in the open i would almost say that the three people in the bottom versus the two allowed for that to happen because there was that because that way it makes it i think where there's less of a chance there was going to be less of a chance of james or alexis at that point with that from the law of averages due to the number of people that were back that it couldn't not be darian whereas if it was just two of them Especially if it was like Alexis, 
there could have been an argument that which well, that maybe that we might not have enough people voting for Darian and it could have sent Alexis home. Interesting. All right. After Kasha's elimination, the girls say goodbye to Mrs. Kasha Davis and Darian reads off the, the vote tally. Later, the girls give a lukewarm congratulations to Jessica Wilde and Heidi complains that she doesn't feel seen by the judges. The next day, RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this week's maxi challenge. Working in teams, the girls will create trailers for a scripted series of the genre of their choice. In order to sort the girls into teams, the pit crew wheels in some balloons filled with different colors of confetti or glitter. Or something like that. Yeah. Then the girls will pretend to fuck or be fucked by the pit crew, but tsk, 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 mock blowjobs not allowed. Until the sketch. <laughs> the teams broke down as follows. Um, here are the teams. I've, you know, they, they call them Team 1, Team 2, and Team 3. I have team different names for them. Uh, first, we have Team Lala, Team, uh, no, I'm sorry, Team 1, which is Lala, Kahana, and Heidi, which form henceforth will be Team Why Gotta Be Black. They're all black girls. <laughs> okay. Team 2, you have James, Darian, and Alexis. This is Team Mostly White. Okay, mostly uh-huh. white with one Latino. Team three, you had Candy, Jessica, and Jimbo, and that's team mostly Latina. If you would have just switched out Jimbo and James, you would have had the whites versus the blacks versus the Latinas. It would have been fucking West Side Story up in this shit, and we could have had a dance off, and it would have been fantastic. Uh-huh. But we didn't. That's how we'll refer to them. So team, why gotta be black? Team almost white. Team almost Latina. And that's how it will be identified. Um, all right. Now, Taylor, let's talk about these two segments here. The first is the one that came in after Kasha's, Mrs. Kasha Davis's elimination. Did you have any big thoughts here on this? I just remember thinking that it was, I mean, it was kind of your standard fare as far as, as, far as that goes. The whole, like... I didn't think you were going to win, but congratulations. Or even like Alexis calls it at one point and just says these congratulations are not really congratulations. It's Jessica didn't win to spite Heidi. She did it because she was trying to win. And it feels very, Mm -hmm. I I guess I just don't get this of where the girls can't appreciate that it one that it's a lot of the machinations, the behind the scenes stuff, but also that it's not they're they're not trying to outdo each other. They're trying to win, which are two completely different things. Mm -hmm. So but uh, these girls are taking it so personally. They do. And taking it out on the wrong people that I just I don't get I don't get it. And I also don't remember James being that angry, like in Untucked. But they made it sound like she was really, really upset, too. Well, I think because for a lot of queens, there are some certain uh, benchmark challenges. The balls is one of them, even though usually in a season it's later. Uh-huh. Snatch game is another. Uh, maybe there's a company, the reading challenge. Reading. Did, we, did we redo the reading challenge? But, you know, but there's a few challenges. Where no, I have a feeling that's next week. There's a few challenges. And so, like, I think... They're all feeling skittish about their track records. And I think a few of them wanted to win that one. That's like a benchmark. Especially if they see themselves as look queens. I don't know. It was very, very strange. And the congratulations were really kind of... Yeah, like just sort of like, I guess, right? Uh And what's funny, what usually would annoy me is Jessica Wilde is like, come on, is anyone going to congratulate me? Or blah, blah, blah. And... I will say something here. I want to talk about this right here. Maybe we can talk about it right now. Jessica Wilde, this isn't the first time. 
does things that would usually really annoy me if a queen did him. And I'm like here for it 100%. And I don't know why. Like she did the bouncing boobs thing. Usually I'd be like, ugh. She did the like no one's going to congratulate me thing, which I think someone else did in a previous All-Stars, right? Where like, where they were upset because no one gave them their flowers. I, they... I don't know that she said. Or was said... it Nina Bonina Brown? Uh, that might have been Nina Bonina Brown. I don't know. Like, yeah. But I don't get that she, I thought I remembered it. And again, I watched this like 14 hours ago. Where she said, is everybody okay? Because I feel like there was an energy when I walked in. It could be what she said. Like, are you guys ma- upset with me or something? So it wasn't like a, do you want to congratulate me? Uh, okay. It was a, it, it, if anything, it was refreshing. Like, if y'all have a problem, let's talk it out kind of thing, which I can appreciate that as communication. Maybe I uh, totally misread it or whatever, but it, it still speaks to the bigger topic, which is Jessica can do any, can do no wrong in my eyes. And I was not a big Jessica Wild fan going into this. So I don't know what's happened going what's happened on this show it's very interesting to watch taylor um you know there's a topic like we talked about it a little bit but i will tell you for sure we're going to talk about it in detail on the show rulaska thoughts with me and robert people have told me that they like rulaska thoughts a great deal which is funny because the first episode that came out i was very sick i was like i had to pump myself full of like Anything, any medicine I could just to like have the energy to do something. Uh-huh. And so I felt bad because it was very low energy, but people really liked it. But we will definitely talk about this topic a little bit. But since you and I are in this uh, bracket, we might as well talk about it a little bit here. I feel the show has it out for the older queens. I really do. Go ahead. I. It's funny you mentioned that. I kind of thought the same thing. I thought the same thing at the end of Untucked when she at uh, where Darian said um maybe maybe kasha's still here i can catch a ride with her as she was like running out to the well running out to the van and thought like oh it is the older queens isn't it it is particularly the ones that look older yes that play older like darian and kasha Uh because i think that would be a nightmare to the show if they won because you know they want to stay fresh and relevant and young i don't necessarily agree with it i think you could have an old queen win and they would people would be fine with it but I think that they think that maybe this is true that the like the young eighteen year olds, the fifteen year olds, would be like, "What is this? An old queen one?" Which, when it really speaks to, there should be a season with all the older queens. Oh, you know? that's way, a great idea. Lo- the show's been on long enough that they definitely have more than enough people to be in an over forty cast. Okay, you know, and uh, that way that was it's not set out for them. I don't know. It's very difficult now. Going into the next day. Uh, the first thing that really happens of importance is that RuPaul walks in the room. What did you think, Mr. Fashion Plate, uh, Taylor the Latte Boy, what did you think of RuPaul Charles's outfit? Well, I find it interesting that this is the second week in a row that Heidi said she looks like a pimp. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, the outfit was ridiculous. I mean, it's it, she with the whole long duster robe leopard yeah. thing and the and the pajama bottoms and i mean if you're yeah. going for that as a theme then they then go all in and just you know might as well wear a wear an ascot under your pajama top sort of thing i was looking that outfit i go i guess maybe she can pull it off now but this is definitely one of those outfits that in 10 years when they're doing a retrospective on rupaul's drag race the host you know will be like RuPaul's Drag Race, you know, was known for uh, fashion-forward thinking, but they didn't always hit the mark. And then RuPaul's like, but girl, I do not know what I was thinking when I wore this outfit. And this would be in the montage. Like the gold lame thing that she had on last season with the... Yeah, I know that... 
all the season where she wore nothing but big giant um hats mm-hmm. a la um Pharrell. Yes. You know? Like the, it, it's gonna make that montage of like, girl, I don't know what I was thinking with some of these outfits. All right, let's go to the challenge where they had to pop the balloons. Uh what did you this is the second time they've done a challenge like this. What were your thoughts on it, Taylor? Uh, this would have been one of the two things that I liked. I thought it was fun to watch it. Um, and I I appreciated the fact that they were given the option of giving or receiving. So that that was, that was a little different. And this Bruno. Uh, when he at one point like lifted the one leg to pop the... Yeah. Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed imagining being bent over one of those uh, benches. I have, I have a thing for for Bruno. He's very, very cute. You know, it's funny. One of my questions I had here was ask Taylor who he would have chosen. So now he would have been chosen Bruno. One of the person I would have chosen wasn't in the running, it doesn't seem like, was that, I don't know what his name is, but the Israeli guy with the big dick. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I think he's so hot. Yeah. I think he's so hot. Well, of the so, ones that were uh, there, I, would you rather have Bruno or Bryce? Bruno. Yeah. But it's, you know, Bryce is very asexual. Yeah, but I think that that's, I guess that's kind of the appeal for some people for him. But Bruno, the yeah. just with the big, the big cheesy grin and the muscles and the 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 oh god, he's just everything. Uh, yeah, I with I'm with you. I think this challenge is very fun. I I do like that they also made the game a choice now that they could bottom or top. I have a theory, by the way. Did you notice that the hot Israeli with the big dick had a big glitter gun on yes. him? Did you notice this? Yes. I, I was trying to, what the fuck is that? I have a theory what it is. What do you think it is? I thought it was a vacuum cleaner. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought I thought it was like a Dyson vacuum that he could vacuum up all of the stuff in between each of the... Uh, oh. Because I was thinking the first time, I watched the first 10 minutes on Wednesday and thought, why is he just standing there? And then when I watched it this morning, I realized what he had in his hand and thought like, oh, he's just cleaning again. up. I had, a different, I had a different crazy theory. What was that? I thought it was like a standard. I was so sure. I was telling Jeremy today. I was so sure of myself. Like, oh, <laughs> let me tell you what this is. But you're right. I think you're right. Um, I thought it was like a glitter gun. Okay. In case the person didn't feel comfortable doing that. Does that make sense? So like, in other words, not that they would have done that by choice. My theory was that like Viacom standards and practices was like, Listen, you can't force someone to hump or be humped with a balloon. <laughs> so in case the person doesn't want to do that, you should have someone with like a glitter gun that blows what the color is. Uh, but, but I didn't I didn't look close enough to see Dyson vacuum cleaner. No, it but but it was covered in glitter though. Like they had definitely done something to yeah. I I'm going to go on record at think because I think this is a group of girls that isn't going to have a problem you know, pretending no, 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 to no, no. fuck I'm or be fucked. I'm not saying that they would, but network standards and practices would be like, I don't, I don't care. You need to cover your ass. You know, here's the deal. I want to go back to the Israeli. Uh-huh. Look, I was wrong. I agree with you. I think it's probably a vacuum cleaner. Right? <laughs> um, I got to tell you something. They also couldn't have the Israeli doing anything because if he fucked someone with that, even his bulge would kill someone. That's how big his dick is. <laughs> An impaling on RuPaul's Drag Race? Yeah, they wouldn't want to see that. Um, okay. Well, that's all I got for these. So let's move on. In the workroom, Team Mostly White works in a concept based on the show Lost. On Team Black, Heidi and Layla will play bumbling kidnappers. And on Team Mostly Latina, Jimbo suggests a horror spoof and Candy shoots everything down. On set, 
uh, esteemed television director Michelle Visage coaches the girls <laughs> in their green screen performances. On Team Mostly Latina, Jessica crosses the line when she sticks a water bottle up her vagina while Jumbo plucks a lipstick from Candy's cooch. Over on Team Black, Heidi and, La- and Lala act a fool while Team Mostly White confuses Michelle with their convoluted concept. All right, Taylor, let's talk about everything workroom and on set. Any big thoughts? I guess I have to, in this part of it, agree with Alexis that the idea was too, it was too much. They weren't actually writing a fully fleshed out script around Lost and Sullivan. They just needed something that kind of would hit bullet points. And in the fact that she tried to say something and the other two argued with her or anything i kind of see her point in that you know i think that this this isn't this isn't going to read the way that we wanted to read especially when they're only given i think usually like a half an hour to film all of their stuff that you want to make it you know as simple as possible what are your thoughts on that i don't know i don't know because again i guess we'll have to take the assume that the edit is gospel the edit is truth and if we're looking at the edit is truth it did come out kind of messy. I think you could have. Ri- I don't think that the. Con- I don't think it was too high concept. I think you could have done it if you would have pared a lot of it down. You know, uh-huh. uh, maybe only focused on one. De- but then there also was really no ending. Like, how did they land up on a cliff? Yeah, you know. Well, but if it's a trailer, I mean, it's little weird little clips that don't necessarily connect with each other. Anyway, whenever yeah, you watch but a trailer, the other for something. two. The other two made it into a trailer that was also told a complete story. So this one really didn't. I don't know. It was it was a mess. Um, yeah, but I don't think it was as high concept as they were thinking it was. But is that the role of a trailer to tell you the entire story? Or is it supposed to just sort of tease you into wanting to watch more? You're getting into like weird, you know, arguments here because, yeah, but look at the two that were safe in one. They told complete stories. Right. I understand that. But ultimately, yeah. so then they were... All kind of they they were given the wrong assignment. It should have been make a mini movie, you know, that could also be that make a mini movie that takes forty five seconds to watch or something. Yeah, yeah. It, look, I actually don't think it was the worst one, and we'll get to that. But like, yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. James's harness, James's hanky made another appearance. Uh-huh. Like, is this a whole thing now? This is going to be the thing that James is always wearing, like a harness and a hanky. Like he's playing to the snm community maybe i mean is it really playing to them or maybe this is something where he wants there to be um uh representation of this as this is part this is part of our community you know whether or not it's pandering or whether or not that james is truly a part of it that's that that's an argument in itself but i don't doubt that he is i just think it's like it's like a, it's a weird thing to really just like i don't care or it's just like i just think it's Oh, this is a thing he's doing. Well, I I almost think that if he had come in in a different with a different colored hanky every week, then you're maybe getting into the into the pandering. But maybe this is part of it. I will say this. I and I talked about this on uh, Pod is my co-pilot the last couple of weeks. Babalu and I joined Scruff to meet people. We are the only two people on Scruff that don't have a harness. <laughs> every picture of every single person they are in a harness. Well, girl, I mean, you're in Florida. Okay. <laughs> I can't tell it's frozen. Yeah. Well, girl, you hear the thing, too, is you're in Florida, but the rest of the country is, no- is nodding in agreement. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, the other thing, too, let's talk about this moment with Jimbo and Candy and the disagreeing. First of all, I'm going to say something. And we've known this. This is All-Stars. This is Jimbo's third time of being on, on the show. Well, the first time wasn't with RuPaul. But we, there's something we definitely know, which is Jimbo gets Rue and is on the same wavelength as Rue and knows how Rue thinks. I uh-huh. would, if I were on a team with Jimbo already, I would know, like, RuPaul thinks Jimbo is very funny and Jimbo knows why. Uh-huh. And I would trust everything he said implicitly. And also Jimbo is known as a comedy queen. Candy is not known as a comedy queen, even though I think she thinks she is. Right. right. So I don't know why she was pushing back so hard on Jimbo. I would be like, you know what? Jimbo has got this. I will 100% just believe in him and help him. Because you're talking about somebody who can't seem to see beyond their own self. That it's all about what Candy wants and not what's good for the team, per se. I think that, you know, because she also, the difference there is that Rue, watching her experiences with these other, with these queens, Rue laughs with Jimbo. I think she laughs at Candy. Because it's kind of almost one of those where Jimbo knows exactly what Jimbo is doing, whereas I think Candy just says things and RuPaul laughs at the ridiculous, much like an Alyssa Edwards sort of thing, or where she just doesn't get it. But because she gets Ru to laugh, she thinks that she knows what's best. You know, like anytime Alyssa has done anything of where Alyssa is trying to be funny, it's not as funny as when Alyssa would just kind of say random things and make and make Ru laugh. Yeah. Candy thinks the song Cake and Candy is not her. <laughs> That's how delusional she is. All right. You know what? We're a little late for a break. We're going to come back. We'll talk about the green screen and all that when we get back. We'll be back right after this. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, we are back. We are in the middle of talking now. We're going to talk about the time when they filmed the green screen camera stuff with Michelle. We already did the description of it, what happened. We all know what happened, right? But uh, but Taylor, what were your thoughts on the green room, the green screen set filming camera action? Um, they definitely did a really good job, I think, of setting it up that you didn't know who was going to be in what order. A lot of times with the regular seasons, they clearly show a team that is struggling versus a team that is they think she thinks is really funny. With Mm -hmm. team mostly Latina, it was a lot of um, a lot of where she just seemed very like okay that you can't go that far, you can't, and there there wasn't where she was laughing at things. Um, Mm -hmm. But as we heard through the whole thing, Rue just laughed through the entire to the entire trailer. And yeah. I feel like she laughed a lot harder at the the team. Uh, why got what is it? What is it? 
team why i gotta, why be, gotta black, be black why i gotta be black where it feels like there was a lot more laughing with them especially with lala Ree's voice and i thought i thought heidi's makeup and the way that she looked was ridiculous like it did every time they showed her on screen it did make me laugh just how horrible she looked um on purpose and uh so i feel like there was a little bit of a mix-up there where you kind of expected them to go a certain way and then they zigged when they should have zagged at the final deliberation i'm gonna tell you something Mm-hmm. And you kind of said this, but I'm going to say it in another way. The entire time, you could feel that Michelle was told, don't laugh at Team Mostly White mm-hmm. and laugh hysterically at Team Why Gotta Be Black and Team Mostly Latina. Because we want Darian to go home. And so nothing, they can never do any right, mm-hmm. you know? And you could just feel it. I mean, it's just, it's not even like hidden. It's not even subtle. Yeah. Like nothing was funny. Zero. Like, I'm going to tell you, I just, even from the visual and Michelle is older than I am and older than you, the visual of Alexis as Agnes Moorhead, which <laughs> I've been screaming that someone should be doing Agnes Moorhead for stra- for Snatch Game. Uh-huh. Just the visual for staying there and the big moo-moo with the hair and everything. I was already giggling. Uh-huh. And also, it's not, they don't film it the way we see it. You know, they're filming long portions of it. So, like, you're telling me none of that was just in little pieces funny? You know? The stupid, look, okay, let's say they film that scene where they're, like, going, whoa, on the boat. Uh Like, before you've seen the rest of the script, that wasn't a little funny. That's, I mean, that is, like, you would see that on any fucking stupid drag sketch that they do. Right. Right? The, the, The thing doesn't go off the rails until, like... I think the weak scene, to be honest with you, is that middle scene when they find the diamond necklace on the statue. Yeah. Like, the scene with Marilyn Monroe and Agnes Moorhead isn't bad. And the opening scene wasn't bad. It's that weird middle scene, you know, yeah. that was awful. And so, like, you're telling me those two scenes, you didn't laugh during that? Uh-uh. I mean, I mean, even James, I don't, I don't find particularly funny, was funny with her stupid Marilyn Monroe. So, that's why, like, you can feel the thumb. The other thing, too, is, what the fuck is the deal with the inconsistency of this show? And what they do and don't allow. Because we just watched, I wouldn't call it a mini challenge, but you guys know what I mean. Where they pretend to either fuck or be fucked by the pit crew with balloons. Okay? Uh And at a certain point, Jimbo, when it's Jimbo's turn, he puts the balloon in his mouth. Because he wants to have one of them jam their dick in his face. Uh And RuPaul's like, no, 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 no. We can't do that. And then in this fucking sketch, they're fine with this Jessica Wilde straight up mimicking a blowjob on Brew. Where it's not even Mm -hmm. like subtle. There's no balloon. She is full on giving him head. Strangely openly in the locker room, like in the hallway of a high school. Right. And there's that. And then they're like, Jessica's just going to stick a fucking water bottle or something up her snatch and they're like, oh my God, no, stop. This is this is too far. We have gone too far. I'm like, this, this is what went too far? <laughs> that? I don't think that it is a standards and practices thing with the Jimbo thing in the beginning. I think that is a, it's one thing to have where you are smashing a balloon against somebody's ass. It's another thing when you're smashing a balloon against somebody's face. And I think that there was probably there was more of a concern about a risk of injury to Jimbo's face than um, 
than a simulated if he blown this Israeli, it would have. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, that would have been like. Go ahead, Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> that's that's the only reason I could see for that being the case. But I also think that it was funny. I thought that was going back to that kind of sort of mini challenge. That was a funny way for Jimbo to stand out amongst all of these other things was that she did something completely mm-hmm. different. So so yeah. kudos to Jimbo for that. But I have a feeling that that was more of a liability issue than a standards and practices issue. You're a liability issue. It's elimination day <laughs> and the girls get ready for the runway. The teams work on their poster art. The girls discuss how the judging will go down. Candy warns Jimbo that the cast sees Jimbo as a threat. Alexis throws James under the bus. Meanwhile, Candy's public discussion of Heidi's frustrations upsets Heidi and forces her to rethink her alliance loyalties. Taylor, your thoughts on this elimination day. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you as someone who is... sure. Someone who's very uh, someone who is intelligence I admire. Yes, thank and you. their their use of vocabulary words. Sometimes you say great. words that I'm like, uh-huh. oh, that's a great word, and and yes. you have written screenplays and and treatments sure. and that sort of stuff. Great. Was run queen rung, run queen run? Shouldn't there have been another comma in there? Shouldn't it have been run comma queen comma run? What do they have? Run queen comma run. A hundred percent. Okay. hundred percent should have been run, comma, queen, comma, run. Or, honestly, no commas in the title. There's no commas. Okay. I, and I figured that might have been – because isn't run, Lola, run? It, I think that's run, comma, Lola, comma, well, run. Well, what they do is they do a graphic, basically a visual comma. So it's like run, Lola, run. They What they do to get around it is I think it's it's like run line, one line is run. Lo, wait, one line is run. One line is Lola. One line is run. So it's a visual comma. It's doing that for you. Okay. But um, yeah, St- fuck them. Okay, they're run queer run. Is that what it was? Run queen, not run queer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Uh, any other thoughts on elimination day? <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know why that tickled me as much as it did. Uh, the whole thing of where Candy kind of revealed to everybody that Heidi was having a moment of weakness and untucked and thinking about leaving was, I don't get why she would do something like that. Because that was in some way sort of throwing Heidi under the bus as far as the, you know, we're pick, I'm picking out the next one for everybody to vote for. You're, again, you're handing me a great Subway sub, – not Subway. A great Subway sandwich. Thank you, Taylor. You're welcome. Um, no, you're handing a, a great segue, which is there's a point where Jimbo, Candy, and uh, Alexis are talking about what their thoughts were and everything like that. And Alexis is throwing shade at James and their tier team. And they're talking, and, like, and I was like, this is the fucking – the Supremes of uh, chaos, agents mm-hmm. of chaos, right? And there's a difference, though, and I'll talk about Alexis in a bit is I feel that Alexis is an unwitting agent of chaos, whereas I think Candy is a, a witting agent of chaos and does this shit on purpose. I think she knew exactly what she was doing. She's a mm-hmm. terrible person. I said she was a terrible person on her fucking season, whatever season that was, and mm-hmm. she's a terrible person now. That has not changed. She, I mean, look, you know, I hate to... Um, to uh what's that thing they do when they uh when they cops look at you and they profile profile, I hate to profile someone yeah but she has the profile just from visually of a fucking mean ass bully mm-hmm. you know she we we're talking about more mario brothers at one point she looks like bowser <laughs> oh, 
Am I wrong? Taylor, am I wrong? Does Candy Muse look like Bowser? Ah, uh, she's kind of shaped like her, but that that's, I don't know that she necessarily, like she, if, she, if she has a very thinking... angry face all the time. She just looks mean. She just looks mean with the, with the, the eyebrows and the, and, you know, the, 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 the best read from her season was when Gottmik called her a pug. You know, Look, <laughs> she definitely has that kind of smushed face. I cut out this bit out of her Meet the Queens, not because it was offensive or anything like that, but because it was just not funny. I just didn't, I, I had the visual joke, I didn't have the actual jokes. So I just cut it out because it wasn't funny. But I will do, what I did was, I on the Meet the Queens, you guys never heard this or saw this, I had Candy Muse on the show. And what I did, I'm going to tell you what I did, because if you're on Patreon, just a plug for Patreon, because you can see... The videos are posted at all levels on Patreon, uh, so you will see the visual of this. I took a Sharpie, and I took a thumb, my thumb, and I drew with the Sharpie, and then a face, okay? And then for some reason that I don't want to get into, I have a tiny little bowler hat, okay? And I put it... On my thumb. And girl, tell me this is not Candy Muse. That's kind of Candy Muse. She looks like a thumb. She looks like a thumb had one wish, and that was to become a person. And they... (laughs) (laughs) And... (laughs) This is... I mean, this is... I mean, you know what? I'll make it even more visually... Like... Like... How do we do this? No. Other way, like that—that's Candy Muse and confessional. <laughs> it's Candy Muse and confessional. I put a paper behind it so you can see that it looks like Candy Muse. Uh, I need a little work on the nose because I, I shouldn't have put a nose. No, but um, the nose makes it confusing. But um, yeah, she's a fucking human thumb, and I don't like her. I wish she would fucking go, and this is why she does that shit. And I don't, I don't. I've said this for all the whole time. I don't know who these people were that like Candy Muse. What was the point, by the way, of having these fucking bitches design a cover that they never showed or used? Did they ever yeah, show they the showed, cover? They showed them at the end oh. of the commercial. Oh, okay. That, because when they were typing it on the computer, I said, I was like, oh, she didn't put a comma there. But then at the end of the video for Run Queer or Run, Queer Run which is what I'm going to call it now mm-hmm. forever, is yeah. they didn't change it. So there is still the lack of co- comma in the one, in well, the one thing. I'm going to tell you the original title was Jojo Faggot. Uh, but they wouldn't let them have it. It was weird. Okay. Um, so this idea does not come from me. Somebody I was talking to today, but a good point, which was that Heidi, his theory is that Heidi dropped this. I have scalding hot tea that everyone was going to want to hear because she wanted to stay another week. What do you think of that? Uh, That makes sense. It's a way to guarantee it. And we wanted to guarantee it. Yeah. It makes it makes sense. But did you think she was in danger of going home, or do you think she was unsure? I think that she might have been unsure, just mm-hmm. because they didn't really. Because again, there wasn't a ton of laughing. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think they showed, or it seemed like nobody really knew how they did in the. Uh, nobody came in and went. I think we did great. You know, yeah. so at that point, you're everybody's in their own head, especially given that the last couple of weeks she's been safe. You know, mm-hmm. they haven't really been seeing her. So is she worried that they're going to um, 
that that this is her week to go. All right. Well, that, look, it's a good theory. I think that's something that it's a valuable tool. If you, look, if it wasn't for if, if if she didn't do it for that reason, future queens should heed that to like mm-hmm. keep doling out little pieces of tea like that to like keep yeah. you on the show. All right, it's time for the looks. The category is Ask the World Turns. Ask the World Turns. You've been highlighting your ass. Uh, Taylor, do you have any big thoughts on the looks? My big thought was actually this was the other thing I liked about the show this week is that I really like. Guys, hold on. This Taylor calls me. He says, I hate two things about one episode and one thing I hate you like. I and don't two think things that like, what happened. <laughs> And he called me and said this, and he's like, please, please, please change the format, please. And I was like, okay, I guess. And now he's done two things he likes. If uh-huh. this queen says, there was, okay, if there was one thing I hate about this episode, it would be this. I will fucking jump out the window. But yes, go ahead, Taylor. The one thing I hate about this episode is you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked all of the looks. I really, there wasn't anybody's look that I didn't think was well done. Lala Rees was the only one that was slightly boring to me, mm-hmm. but everybody else's I thought was really well done, really well polished. And all of them were, most of them were to some degree pretty funny, you know, or Kahana's was hot because her ass was out. But otherwise, every, everybody was, it was, they were fun to look at. It was something that was enjoyable to see. I'm going to tell you something. Two things. One, it's a thing. It's it's James and his fucking uh, gray scarf with the harness. And this Kahana, we can count it every week, is going to fucking somehow bring up how much she loves plastic surgery and getting shit done to her face and stuff like that. And then her whole look was uh, fillers and the, the plastic surgery. And my bitch, this is like people who get a Tesla and their whole world and their whole personality becomes that they have a Tesla. Or keto. You know what I'm talking about? When they people start keto, oh yeah, keto diet. What are other things like this? Oh, any keto, um, CrossFit, CrossFit. CrossFit I was going to say, I know there's CrossFit one with exercise, but one. Could, yeah, yeah, CrossFit. Um, meal planning. Who listen to the Joe meal planning. People who listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. Strangely, all those are very related. Basically, anyone in the Joe Rogan universe. What would be the female version of that? Oh, Lululemon. Lululemon would be one. Um, mm-hmm. Starbucks. Would be another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Starbucks. Um, also, oh, I know I got some. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts is another one. <laughs> uh, going on scruff with your husband mm-hmm. is another one. That yeah. Your whole fucking personality. Target. Target is definitely mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Target yeah. is one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, my God. I, this really big mountain inside uh, Epcot uh, that I can't climb is another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's a Disney. joke from another podcast. No, I know D- Disney actually is another one that I think people get very. No, you're right. No, you're right. Disney, Disney. is another one where that becomes their whole personality. Mm. Also, like Beyonce and Taylor Swift fans that become oh, yeah. Lady Gaga fans. Oh mm-hmm. my god, yes, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Anyway, I've just alienated half our audience. More than half. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to talk about was look. I want to repeat what the category was on this week. It was. As the world turns. And what my man of the queens did, which is clearly it's in the instruction, is make your ass as big or highlighted as possible. So the first one out is James Mansfield, right? Mm-hmm. Ass, gigantic, like comically large ass, which is following 
that's totally in line with the criteria for this challenge. Great. Mm -hmm. And then she says, she said, I wrote it word for word. Giant fucking ass boot tits out to here. I wanted to take a moment to honor my Mexican indigenous culture. (laughs) That's the way she chooses to do this? (laughs) With her big giant comical large. Well, maybe it was, maybe it was supposed to be like Aztec, like an Aztec warrior. I think someone makes that joke. On the oh, runway. okay. Oh, I, yeah. I don't pay attention when they make jokes usually. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm forced to. That's the whole thing. I'm on a podcast. I have to talk about it. So I have to pay attention. Oh, God. What's that like? I don't know. It's the hardest job in the world. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's move on now to the Maxwell Maxi Challenge, which is Screen Queen trailers. I mean, we've talked a lot about it, but now with the final product, Taylor, did you have any thoughts on that? They're all horrible. <laughs> They're all horrible. They're all They're horrible, horrible, and I don't, I don't get how Candy gets away with being Candy in every time that she has to do any sort of acting of any kind. She is just the big thumb, the big loud thumb that <laughs> that is where, and and it's just, it's like kind of okay for her to be that, whereas. All of the other people in the well, maybe not Jessica. Jessica kind of didn't really have much of a character, but when you consider like Jimbo and Lala Ree and Heidi, and even all of the um, mostly team mostly white, they all had characters like full fully fleshed out. I'm using big rabbit ears with that characters, and Candy just is. We were just gonna talk like this, and it's yeah, it's. I don't understand the appeal. That's a really good point. I don't get it. I don't understand it at all. You're right. That's a good point. Like Jimbo was an entirely new character. Jessica was playing like a high school girl, but Candy was just Candy. Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, I want to say on let's on team mostly white with Get Off Island. The one thing I want to say is like, why did Alexis have an Agnes Moorhead outfit? Why did um, James have a Marilyn Monroe outfit? I'm all. Do they bring backup snatch game characters? And that's what they decided to use. Maybe I was thinking that too. Yeah. Like that's a very, at the very least, a weird muumuu like that. Even if it's where yeah. I have, I have red hair and a muumuu. I could be. It, it's was odd. Yeah. On the best friends for never, which is what it was called for Team Mostly Latina. I didn't really have any thoughts. I de- I definitely thought it was the strongest one mm-hmm. uh, of the bunch. Uh, so I think that was correct. Um, Run Queen Run, which was what the name of Team Black was. I put commas in between. Uh, I was very cognizant. Like, in case Taylor decides to uh, do an edit on this, mm-hmm. um, I thought this was the worst one. If I'm being honest with you, yeah, no, it was definitely I, uh, the worst one. It was not the best one, but they put in. And whenever you can tell they're trying to push it, they put in like the RuPaul laughing under it, so that you, as the audience, know that RuPaul thinks this is funny, so that you believe it's the best one, mm-hmm. or not the best one, the sa- the safe one. But if I'm being honest, I feel it should have been. They were deaf team mostly white. No, no team mostly Latina was the best by far. Yes. The other two, you could make an argument and with editing and everything that, that one could have been safe and the other could have been in the bottom. Yeah. And that's, I think that's more proof because I think actually run queen run should have been in the bottom. If I'm being honest or not judge them as teams. And I would have put Kahana, Darian and, um, that's it in the bottom two. I would have had a bottom two, and it would have been Kahana and Darian for me. Which would have been a more 
I th- I think when it came time for them them uh, choosing, that could have gone one of two ways. Yeah. At that point, I think, but maybe that's why they chose chose not to do that because they knew there was a better chance that Darian was going to go versus James or Alexis. All right, over on the main stage, Team Black is named safe. Meanwhile, Team Mostly Latina is named the winning team with Jimbo named the top all-star of the week. That leaves Team Mostly White and all of its contestants in the bottom. After the queens voted, they returned to the main stage to witness Jimbo battle against season one contestant Chanel in a lip-sync battle for their legacies. The song, Bad Reputation by Joan Jett. In the end, Chanel was named the winner of the lip-sync and the winner of the right to read the name of the queen who had been chosen to be sent home by the cast. The queen... Darian Lake. And with that, Darian Lake went home and the girls returned to the workroom. Taylor the Latte Boy, any final thoughts on the episode? You had mentioned you wanted to talk a little bit more about Alexis's comment on the runway and her sort of trying to save herself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell you about it right now. I'm going to tell you something. I am a a changed man. Okay. Oh. If you would have asked me, there's, there's been a redemption here. If you would have asked me before this season, the people I hated the most, Alexis Michelle would have been, I hated her on season nine. Hated her. Mm-hmm. Hated, hated, hated her. Mm-hmm. And now seeing her this season, she is so fucking clueless <laughs> and just unaware. Like, I think in season nine, I thought she was aware and doing uh-huh. it as a strategy. And then I'm like, oh, no, no. This is just who she is. Mm -hmm. She is the definition of that meme where it's like, no one, colon, and there's nothing there. And then it says, Alexis Michelle, I want to apologize (laughs) (laughs) because this was not my concept. Like, no one, look, I was, here's the thing. If someone had said, Alexis, um, did you have any thoughts on on your own team failing? And she would have said, well, if I'm being honest, but I would have been like, oh, well, you're throwing him under the bus. But I get it. You were asked a question. Right. There does, no one's talked to Alexis. <laughs> no one's brought her up and she's like, excuse me. I need to apologize to you guys. <laughs> I think I did these bookers out of my nose. I need to apologize to you guys. I'm embarrassed because, and this is not me. <laughs> It was Darian thought of it. That's why, like, I'm embarrassed for them. I'm embarrassed for them. I'm embarrassed for them. I want you to know, I agree with you guys. The whole time, I thought this was horrible, which I will say she did question at the very beginning. I thought it was horrible. I'm embarrassed that I let it happen. And I'm. that's why, like, I was floored. I don't know if this is explained in Untucked, Taylor. Did this come up in Untucked, Taylor? Oh, yeah. It comes up in Untucked. Oh, it does. So, but still, Darian votes for James and not for Alexis. Can you? I didn't understand what? that either. So, what happened in Untucked? Well, at one point, they they kind of they talk about it after they all come back. And the one thing I remember is where she sort of she kind of sort of apologizes. Alexis, Alexis okay. does, and <laughs> Darian says, "Well, I don't feel like you threw me under the bus, but you certainly got out of the way when you saw the bus was coming at us." <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh-huh. It, it it is kind of a I'm listening I'm slowly catching up to season 15 episodes that you did with Nathan and mm-hmm. you went on a uh, a tirade I can't remember who it was about but you were talking exactly. about this school yeah. of 
Queens that is, you know, it's Jan and Alexis Michelle and the Rose. And you talked about, and they are very much of that. There is a clawing to the top that you don't necessarily see the other girls do. And I feel like this is an example of that. I was, I was, I was talking about this today. You remember they had that, was it clap? What was that thing that they had at a stupid song? Club, uh, uh, club legendary art art theater. theater. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I don't know what, this is something else, right? Because it's Alex, they're all in the, they're all friends, they're a clique. You know, you were talking yeah. about last week how, like, um, Kasha and Darian and Pandora are friends. Yes. For people who don't know, Jan, Alexis, Michelle, Rosé, and um, Lucy LaDuca. Thank you. Oh, my God. Okay. So, Lucy LaDuca, Jan, Alexis, Michelle, and Rosé, they're all friends. They're a clique. Yeah. And they're all exactly the same. It's yes. so fucking weird. Because look, I'm not like my friends. My friend, the friends I have are not like me at all. The same from what I know of you, Taylor, they're not all like you. Right. You know, like it's not like they have the, the same beliefs and everything like that. It's so mm-hmm. weird. I don't get it. It is so fucking bizarre. But what's funny though is I hate this Jan. I hate <laughs> this Lucy LaDuca. Even though I can see Lucy and All Stars winning me in the same way. I hate Jan, Lucy LaDuca, and this Rose. Well, you know, to be honest, Rose is, the, is like that, but she's the least of them, right? Right. But Alexis has won me over. I'm like, oh, this bitch doesn't get it. This is just <laughs> who she is, right? Like, I don't, because I think if she was calculating, she wouldn't do these things. Right. Right. I'm obsessed. You can tell- I'm obsessed. That when when she she did that on the runway, and then they said, "Well, why didn't you stand up more?" You kind of saw, saw her look at her face like, "Oh, oh, abort, abort, abort!" I didn't yeah. think this through. I didn't think this through. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I love it. Which, well, fun. What's funny too is it comes from I don't know how the contestants buy into this. This belief that it's a real competition. Uh-huh. You know, that's where this comes from. Because they're like, "Oh, well, this is a real competition. I better like say what I can and throw me." They don't fucking care. It's fucking Calvinism 2.0. They it's already predetermined, Alexis. You're there's a little bit of wiggle room, but not much. All right, Tanner, any other final thoughts in the episode? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars Season 8. So for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself. Sashay away until next week. Thank you for listening to Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can also email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. For more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us over at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can also watch video versions of the show and more over at youtube.com slash dragracerecap. This podcast was produced by Luke Stamen. Taylor the Latte Boy has another podcast. It's called Pod is My Co-Pilot, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Taylor on Instagram at PIMC Taylor. Follow Joe Batance on Instagram and TikTok at Joe Batance. Special thanks to these expensive tier Patreon supporters, Alex S. Anonymous, April Pacheco, Astute Girl, Brad Coley, Carter McKinnon, 
Corinna Williamson, Doofus Maximus, E. Smith, Elizabeth Timmer, Emma, Humble Pie, J. Thomas Blank, Jesse Harris, Kathy Zender, Lauren Eckert, Lucy Carrasco, Luke Stamen, Mike Yeager, Nikki Baker, Poppy Woods, Ricardo Herrera, Robert NYC, Robin Egenberger, Runner Brandon, Sarah Yu, Tom Bombs, Travi Cosmos, Troy Anderson, Zach Nelson. Drag Race Recap is an afterthought media podcast.